a summary of the Sicha. In the Zoyer on this week's Parsha, it says that anyone that says Tehillah Ladavid, which is what we call Ashrei, the chapter in Tilim called Ashrei, he says it every day three times, is a person that will merit the world to come. And it's explained that twice to say Ashrei is obligatory. That's how a person brings forth Hashem's blessing for you, Parnasa, and your food. But the third time is not really obligatory, it's only optional, meaning to say it's offering praises to Hashem. So, but if you do it a third time, so then you become a Ben Elumabba. The Rebbe's father explains this. He says that the two times Ashrei is similar to, to Shachas and Mincha, which are obligatory Tfilas. And the third time, which is only Shvacha, only praises, is similar to Mairiv, which is also considered to be Rishus optional. On the other hand, the Tzemach Tzedek, on his writings on Tilim, brings that since the, uh, the three Ashrays are corresponding to the three prayers, to Tzachas Mincha Mairiv, so then why don't we say Ashray three times? Why don't we say one time by uh, Mairiv? Why instead do we say twice by Shachas and once by Mincha? And he elaborates, he says, if the third time Ashrei is corresponding to Mairev, so that makes no sense to say it, by Shachris. And if Mairev is not the time to say Ashrei, for whatever reason, as it's explained by others, that it's not a time for praises or whatever, so then don't say it twice, uh, three times at all. Just say it twice. So David the Semach Tzedek says that the, when the Shas says that you have to say it three times, then you're a Ben Elom Abad, that is only according to the opinion that says that Mairev is also obligatory. That's why it needs to be said three times. But according to the one that says that Mairev is only optional, which is in fact a Halacha, according to him you only have to say um, Ashrei twice a day. And the third time, whatever is accomplished, whatever you hope to accomplish through Ashrei happens on its own. There's no need for us to say it, it happens on its own. So we have what seems to be uh, conflicting opinions between the Rebbe's father and the Tzemach Tzedek. Because the Rebbe's father links the three times Ashrei one, twice as, uh, as obligatory and once optional according to the opinion that we, which we hold that it is that Ma'irev is Rishus. That Tzemach Tzedek seems to be saying that saying it three times is only important if you hold that Ma'irev is a Chayva. But according to us that it's a Rishus, there's only need to say it twice. And otherwise everything is accomplished on its own. So it's difficult to say that they conflict with each other, the Rebbe's father and the Tzemach Tzedek. So what is, what is it, why do they seem to be disagreeing? We also have to understand, according to the Tzemach Tzedek, that it's enough to say it twice. So when then, then why are we saying it a third time? What is the point, what is the purpose of saying it a third time? Because we say it twice by Shachris, that we say it twice by Shachris and once by Mincha, so we get it three times. But the question is why? So the Rebbe says we can explain it perhaps that the Tzemach Tzedek is talking from a perspective of Shas, of Nigla, and the Rebbe's father is talking from the perspective of Pnimius Atayra. And therefore, according to the Tzemach Tzedek, it does, it, according to the one that says that it might have his Rishus, it in fact doesn't make any sense to say uh, Ashrei three times. And certainly not to say it by Shachris instead of Mairiv. But when you look at it from the perspective of Pnimi Satayra, then it does make sense. 
that even though it's a Rishos, which means that we say Ashrei only as a praise of Hashem, it still fits to say it. And number two, it can be said, the place to say it is by Shachris twice, rather than by of itself. But we have to understand what that means, of course. So first we have to understand what the Tzemach Tzedek says. He says that there's no need to say Ashrei before Mairev, because it'll happen Vada Yumshech Me'elav. Certainly it'll happen on its own. Whatever you hoped to accomplish by saying Ashrei happens on its own. It comes down on its own. So the question is, the whole reason why Mairev is a Rishos is for the same reason. Because Mairev, the, the davening accomplishes what's called Yichud Zun. The, the Chassidus explains that it brings together Zon, Nukva, the masculine aspect of godliness and the, the feminine aspect of godliness. And that's what we're trying to accomplish through davening Yichud Zun, to bring together Yichud Zun. Mairev it happens on its own. There's no need for us to say Mairiv. Yichud Zun happens on its own. Therefore, there's no need to say it. But in the fact, we do actually say it, Rishos, they did establish that we should say it as Rishos. So then why didn't they establish that we should say Ashrei as a Rishos, as an optional thing by Mairiv as well? Even though it happens on its own, but we should still say it, just like we say, Mairiv, the Shemineser of Mairiv, even though, even though Yichud Zun happens on its own. So to explain it, the Rebbe says like this. There are two different types in regards to the type of hamshacha, the types of blessings that come down from Hashem, which are beyond what a person can reach through our own Aveda, those things which transcend our Aveda, and therefore they happen on their own. It's not something that we have to do. There are two levels in this. One is, like we find by Kriyas Yamsuf, the, uh, the, one of the things that the Yidin were doing when they were stuck over there between the water and the Egyptians, they had nowhere to go. So one of the things they did was they prayed to Hashem. So the Pasuk says, I will conduct the war. You should remain quiet, remain silent. Why shouldn't they pray? What's wrong with praying? The answer is that the Muhammad that Hashem was waging against the Egyptians came from such a high source that the Yidden's prayer would have no, wouldn't touch that place anyway. It doesn't reach that high. It would accomplish nothing. Not only would it accomplish nothing, but sometimes even say, doing something could interfere. It could only make things worse. So Hashem said, remain silent. That's how high it is. Then there is a, a, a level which is not that high. It is through our Aveda, we will not affect it. We will not make it happen. We will not cause it to happen but when it does come down our Avaida is able to make sure that when it comes down it, is, it comes as a blessing as we find for instance by Tal which the Tzemach Tzedek says here he says that we don't, there is no obligation to mention in the davening in the Shemineshra the blessing for Tal because Tal Leim it never stops anyway it's something that comes anyway it's not dependent on our davening yet we do mention it What's the reason that we mention it in Shemin Esra? Because when it does come down, it should come down in a blessed way. It should affect us as a blessing. And that's why it's called Rishus. You can't force somebody to pray for Tal, that it should come in a blessed way. You can only say that somebody should pray for something that needs to come down, that we need to bring down. So similarly, we say also about Mairiv, 
that um, it's not something that we have to affect because Yichud Zun will happen without our saying Mairev but we say it in order that it should come down in a blessed way the effects of it should be for a blessing which could explain the difference between Mairev and Ashrei Mairev as we explained is in order that we say it in order that the blessing of Yichud of Zun should be for a blessing for us but what does Ashrei do? That Tzemach Tzedek explains that Ashrei triggers the place from where is triggered Yichud Zun. Ashrei touches that place which transcends Yichud Zun, from where Yichud Zun will come forth. So that's not something that we need to affect at all. We need to pray that the Yichud Zun that happens without us should be for a blessing. But we have no business and we have no ability to, attack, to affect the triggering of Yichud Zun. That happens without us altogether. Therefore, Ashrei is not something that we need to say even as a Rishus at Mairev. But that is only true when we talk from the perspective of Nigla. Because Nigla, the Torah, only reaches to the Chitzainiyas HaKeser, to the outer dimension of the Keser, of the, keser the revealed parts of Torah, of Alakus, and that's where it reaches. So therefore, we have no ability to reach beyond that. But when Pnimi Yisateira has the ability to take us to a higher level, to reach into the Pnimi Yisakeser. But when we say that even from Pnimi Yisateira, from that perspective, we can reach to the Pnimi Yisakeser, we can reach to the trigger of Yichud Zun, it doesn't mean that we will affect it in any way. What it means is we want to become part of the process. We want to touch that place as well begin shvacha, we only want to offer praises, not that we're hoping to accomplish anything, but Ayid wants to be part of that as well and therefore we through, from the perspective of Chassidus, we are given the opportunity to touch it at least as a Rishus, as just being part of it and that's why the Rebbe's father who talks from the, from the perspective of Pnimi Satayra he says that there is a makes sense to say Ashrei even in connection with Mairev. Even in connection with Mairev makes sense to say Ashrei. Not that we're hoping to accomplish anything or to trigger Yichud Zum, but we do want to be part of it. But because they wanted to make sure that we understood that this Ashrei is not the same quality as the other two Ashreis, that it doesn't really affect the process of what we're doing, therefore they put it not by Mairev, because if it was just similar to Shachar's Mincha Mairev, it would seem that it's the same thing, we're accomplishing the same thing. So they said, no, we're not going to say it by Mairev in order to point out that this is a different type of Ashrei altogether. It's only begin Shvach and only to offer praises, not to accomplish anything. So therefore they established it to be said twice by Shachar's. And in fact, which one is the, the uh, optional Ashrei? the one that is said in the middle of davening, before Shemin Esra, in Pesukah Zimra, the one that's said after Shemin Esra, that's the obligatory one. And how is a person supposed to reach the high level of Ashrei, t- touching the Pimeus HaKeser, even before Shacharis? You didn't, you didn't even daven Shemin Esra yet. How are you going to go for something beyond that uh, Ashrei teaches the Pimeus, reaches the Pimeus HaKeser? That is because we already davened Mairiv last night and from the trace of the, that's left of the Mairiv of last night we have the ability and the power to be able to say Ashrei even before we say Shemin Esra of Shachris. 
And the Tzemach Tzedek tells us this in the, in the following words, that we say it, it's similar to what we say, that Yaakov redeems Avram, meaning to say Yaakov, which represents Mairit, <coughs> and Avram, which represents Shachris, so the Yaakov is what can bring elevation to, to Avram, to Shachris. And the reason is because Tiferes, the Tzemach Tzedek says, Tiferes tilts towards Chesed. Chesed is on the right, the right column, and Gvur is on the left column, and Tiferes is in the center. But even as it is in the center, it tilts towards Chesed. In other words, Mairiv is related to Shachris. So when a person says Ashrei in middle of Sukkot Zimra, because it's done under the power of the, the Shemineser that we said yesterday by Mairiv, and then later when we say Shemineser by Shachris, then we are able to say the obligatory Ashrei after Shemineser. So one could reasonably ask, what about Mincha? We say Ashrei before Mincha. Meaning to say before the Shemineser of Mincha. So over there the answer is given because you can't say Ashrei after Shemineser because that after Shemineser is already a time of Dinim Kashem, it's heading towards night. That's the time of judgment. It's not the time to ask for your parnasa. So while that may be true, how are you going? To, but how do you ask for parnasa before, as the Zoya says, that before a person offers the Eibushter his parnasa? What is the parnasa of the Eibushter? The parnasa of Hashem is that a yidavens. That is what Hashem looks for. That's what he, what so to, so to speak gives him his sustenance. So before we do that, we can't ask for Panosah for ourselves. That's why Ashrei needs to be said after Shemin Esra. So but how is it that we're going to say Ashrei before Shemin Esra by Mincha? According to what we just explained, that we take the power from the Mairiv, for the Shachris, when we take it from the Mairiv before, so also for the Ashrei of Mincha, we take the power to say it from the trace which is left from our davening, having daven shachris, that's why we're able to say in a pinch when there's no other uh, option because we can't say ashrei after shemineser, so we have to say it before shemineser with the koyach of the shemineser of shachris.